wave to the fans. Like, there's no one watching, don't wave. <laughs> <laughs> I am single. I did get drunk. I did buy Tinder Prime, and I fully regretted it. But yeah, here we go. <laughs> Little Messi drove my nana to drink. Yeah, he sells Hot Wheels out of his jacket. <laughs> I'd like to think that he knew that John Terry was a huge Saturdays fan. And like Campbell's Hot soup is a, is, a, is a big deal. Pele is Jay from In Between Us. Luigi, don't quit your day job, mate. Who do you think is more handsome? Shabby Lanza. Pillow. If you say it, say it with chest. <laughs> Sorry, you just have to guess. <laughs> do you want to go to the toilet? You ever seen a baby pigeon? Uh, he's, he was good mates with Pablo Escobar from what oh. I read. <laughs> Mara who? Sorry? You're a pair of twats, you know. <laughs> Welcome back to Nostalgia FC with your host, me, Chris. And me, Glyn. And uh, today we're doing a special uh, edition of the podcast, a father and son special. So, Chris, where... <laughs> or anybody else who might be on. All right, we'll take over the shambles now. We're, we're back. <laughs> Don't worry, everyone. <laughs> Listeners, you might you might not believe, but that was not the first take of that entrance. <laughs> All right, well, yeah. So, as as introduced by our dads, there, uh, welcome back. Uh, your actual hosts are me, Drew, and me, George. And we're back again with another special episode. This one, as as previously mentioned, is the Father's Day special. Father's Day is this Sunday. So, if you've forgotten that, you're welcome. We've just reminded you, so you don't have to do last minute gift buying like me and George are about to do. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, this in this special edition of the podcast, George, what are we doing? We are going to be ranking the top father and son combo. So it doesn't necessarily mean that uh, one of them is really good and one's bad. We're trying to get the best sort of of both or all. Yeah, so we're going to rank them from yeah, so, uh, ten to one. Yeah. Now, what you wouldn't have heard is the the three hours we've just spent sat trying to deliberate this top ten. And there will be some extensive Googling going on in some parts of this podcast, but bear with us, we're getting there. All right, so we'll we'll dive straight in. So as George said, it's not a conventional team as we usually do. It is a, a ranking one for, a, for the first time we've done this. You know, we like to keep you guessing on this podcast because, you know, we don't actually know what we're doing until we start recording. And so here we are. <laughs> Top 10, George, number 10, here we got. Uh, we've got the Harlands, so uh, the son being Erling Harland and the father being, I'm currently trying to find out on my Google, give me two seconds, <laughs> anyone knows it, jump right in. Alf. Alf, Alf. okay. <laughs> right. Alf. Alf. Alf Harland, dads, any, any words on Alf Harland? We don't know much about him. Oh, I can tell you more. Famously, Alf Harland, known for uh, being on the receiving end of a uh, 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 Roy Keane tattle. <laughs> That's the most political yep. answer I can think for that. It's quite sad if the summary of your career is that you had your leg broken by Roy Keane. And that's the most famous <laughs> thing you did. To be fair, he wasn't the only player to get his leg broken by Roy Keane, was he? I think he ended his he career, was? though, didn't yes. he? Effectively, but it, it was supposed to Roy Keane's book, didn't he? Say something along the lines that it was retribution for um Harlan saying something to him when Keane was injured and out for months at a match against Harlan playing for was it Leeds? Can't remember. Yeah, well, with Alf, the best thing about Alf, I would probably say, is his insanely talented son. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, the good thing about Alf is that, um he's managed to get so much money from his son because in the contract or in like the 
clauses of all his contracts, his dad gets so much as well, which is ridiculous. Yeah, he, he does have Mino Raiola. Well, he did have Mino Raiola as his agent. So I guess maybe his dad is now his agent. I don't know. But yeah, Ailing. I think he's very sensible, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Ailing has gone full circle now and he's followed his dad's footsteps and has signed for Manchester City, which is awful. <laughs> I saw. I collect the groan from the Premier League fans there. I saw an uh, edited photo of uh, Roy Keane's challenge on. Uh, Alf Haaland and it had obviously Erling Haaland's face post, uh, pasted on his dad's body and it had McTominay's face posted on Roy Keane's for some reason <laughs> How <laughs> have you still like... managed to get McTominay onto this episode? Hey, it, it was the photo I didn't <laughs> You made the photo didn't you? Yeah <laughs> Well, Erling Holland obviously significantly more talented than his dad. No offence to Alf, but Erling obviously is uh, one of the most immensely talented footballers to come out of the game in the past 10 years. Uh, obviously, the heir to the throne of the, the world's best players, him and Mbappe, are the new Messi and Ronaldo. What do you reckon to that? Do you reckon you agree with that? Yeah, well, that was out. Well, that was out. World Cup's player. The extent of Tad's Wikipedia is he's just looking at the picture of him at the moment. No, I know, I know who he is. I know who this guy is. I'm all right for a change. <laughs> he just scrolled up and down on the picture for two minutes. No, 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 no. I was looking at what he was saying. One thing you can say about Erling Haaland is he scored 62 goals in 67 appearances for Borussia Dortmund. So that's that pretty much tells you how good he is. Yeah. Um, the only thing is he's pretty injury-prone. Yeah, that's true. But... If you're injury prone, but you still score 20 goals a season, I think you'd be all right, you know. Yeah, yeah, very true. All right, well, the Hollands, one very talented, one with a broken leg. So we'll move on from them <laughs> into another player who's played in the Premier League. We've got the Blinds, Dutch football royalty, Danny and Daly Blind. Daly famous played for Manchester United. Danny did not. There's a lot about Bally Flynn's United career that you, United fan, don't remember him. Yeah, I don't remember him playing for United or that one playing for United. Like, I remember Danny. So, Danny Blind made 42 appearances for the Netherlands, played 372 times for Ajax, Ajax legend. He's gone on to uh, coach. He's coached Ajax and he's currently the Netherlands assistant coach. Yeah, and this is pretty cool. He is one of only two Dutch players uh, to have won all UEFA club competitions. Really? Yeah. He's won the I UEFA mean, According to Wikipedia, guys. yes. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, no, that is, that's a good game. point. <laughs> well, that, obviously, Danny Blind, amazing player. Uh, Danny Blind uh, played famously for Manchester United 90 times, which... Obviously, weren't very memorable 90 games for Manchester United. Uh, he's played over 200 appearances for Ajax. He's played in midfield, played in centre-back, and he's played 90 caps for the Netherlands. So, slightly more cap than his dad. Yeah. But hasn't won all the UEFA competitions. But, but no, but he has got a... Dad's at an era where they didn't have as many internationals as they do now, do they? Yeah. That's true. That's the difference. You know, you're talking there's double the internationals, isn't it? What they have now. Daily Blind does have a bronze medal in caps. the World Cup, yeah. though. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That would have been against who was that, 
No, it was three hundred meters. Germany win. <laughs> <laughs> well, from one Dutch dynasty to the next, on from the Blinds to the Clivets. Go on, man. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, so, they're more in Patrick there for Clivert. Patrick. Patrick Clivert, obviously, is the uh, more talented of the of the pair here. One of the most famous strikers of the late 90s, early 2000s. Played for some incredible teams. Ajax, AC Milan, Barcelona, Valencia, PSV, and just slight detour via Tyneside. Played for Newcastle. I was going to say, you definitely skipped out Newcastle time. then. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to highlight the best team he played for, you know. I say it was best to last, isn't it? All those other teams. 90, 90 goals and 182 appearances for Barcelona is nothing compared to 25 appearances and six goals for Newcastle, is it? <laughs> yeah. That's how you want to put he it. He also scored 40 times in 79 appearances for the Netherlands, which is a crazy return for an international player. Yeah, I mean, we could talk for quite a while about Patrick Kluivert, but we know we know that the reason they're both in here is because of Justin. <laughs> <laughs> who no one knows anything about. <laughs> yeah, he played for Roma. He played for RB Leipzig. Lille, or not Lille, Nice. He's also played for Young or Justin Jong Clive Ajax. Is that, which I'm assuming is, is like Ajax. Is yeah, Ajax. To be fair, we, we, we could Google it, but it's more fun to guess. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it does mean Young it does, it does mean Young Ajax. I've just I think, searched it. There you go. So... Justin Cliver is one of those players that has always been pipped for the big time, linked with every big club when he was breaking through, and then ended up... Bit, I sort of compare him to a bit like Jordan Shakiri, where he was tipped for all the talent in the world, and he sort of bounced around different clubs, old Justin, and then maybe one day he'll end up at a big club, but at the moment he's, he's sort of bouncing around Europa League-level clubs. Oh, Twenty-two, is he? Twenty-three? Born ninety-nine. So he's twenty-three yeah. this year. Well, you're twenty-three now. He's twenty-three now. No, just turned. We also have his granddad and uh, Patrick Clivert's dad, Kenneth Ramon Clivert, who was also a football player, who played for Robin Hood. I'm and not making one, this up, by the way. This is okay. Three three hundred and sixty six goals in three hundred and forty five appearances. Now, I think that says that he's the most successful of them. Um, I don't know where Robin Hood play. <laughs> uh, they play in Surinamese Forest. <laughs> it's the the Surinamese League, which is apparently is a county within yeah. <laughs> Netherlands. And do you, do you know what uh, the league is called? I do not. The SVB Hoof de Classe. Which is definitely how you pronounce it. Uh, right, George, this one's for you. Go on. Patrick Clivert. Yep. Was named in a list of 125 <laughs> greatest living players by Pele. <laughs> Where was he? I don't know. Um, That's the thing with this. Whenever I read that, it never actually says where they placed in it. It just says he was in it. So he could have been 124th. <laughs> yeah. We need to find that list one day. 
I saw it recently because I found out that Pele was top. But yeah, but yeah, Patrick made that list. I don't think that Justin will make Pele's next list. Uh, will there be a next list? Yeah, still kicking the knee, old Pele. Is he dead? No, I'm not. I'm not saying he's dead. I'm just saying, is he going to be bothered to figure figure out another 125 oh. players to put in there? Well, he didn't write the first one, so. He... <laughs> <laughs> So, we're going to move on from the Clivets to uh, our seventh best father and son duo, which is the Alonzos. Now, this is Xabi Alonso and his father. Pause for dramatic effect. Also, can't remember his name. Does anyone remember what I said earlier? Xabi Alonso's dad is called Perico Alonso. Perico. Where have you found that? Dare I suggest that if you, uh, you can't find his name, then he shouldn't be on the list. He is... A La Liga winner. <laughs> yes, he's played 273 matches and scored 42 goals in 10 seasons. There you go. Playing at Real yeah. Sociedad and Barcelona. Yeah, we're winning four Real La Liga Sociedad. titles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's won four La Liga t- <laughs> titles, so I'm pretty sure he's worthy to be in this list. Yeah, I was going to say he's a decent player. He's certainly produced a decent, uh, decent football in his son, hasn't he? Yeah. Sons, don't forget about don't forget about Mikel, played for Bolton. <laughs> yeah, I think obviously with Perico Alonso, he he laid the groundwork for Chabi to come through. Not yeah. so much Mikel. Mikel was a bit pants, but Chabi Alonso, as we've discussed in length in this podcast before, one of my favourite players of all time. From mop head, young man that signed for Liverpool to the chiseled god that left us for Real Madrid and then went on to win loads for Madrid and, and uh, Bayern Munich as well. Mm. Now headed into coaching there's a bit of talk that he might become Steven Gerrard's assistant at Villa if that happens I'm going to have to start supporting Aston Villa <laughs> Yeah, Chabi Alonso one, one, of, one of the best players to play in the Premier League in central midfield not the best but up there and, and one of the most successful careers for a player in the past 20 years in terms of trophies won if you consider all his trophies, international and club level as well. But his dad has won more La Ligas, so... Uh... <laughs> I'm so clearly joking, by the way. The silence said the everything list? then. Or should they be higher? Well, no, I think they're, they're perfectly placed in the list because when we move forward, I think we'll we'll find some more talent as we get forward and also players that uh, we don't have to, to Google as much. So... <laughs> We'll move forward away from the Lonzos. Alonso's a great choice there. The next one, we're going to go for another Dutch father and son combination. So a lot of Dutchmen in this list so far. It is the Cruyffs. Now, obviously, everybody knows Jordi Cruyff. You might have also heard of his dad, <laughs> Johan. Flynn, <laughs> I mentioned this before, but I'd like you to discuss uh, at length the career of uh, Jordi Cruyff at Manchester United, please. Yes, uh, Jordi Cruyff, uh, son of um, his father, <laughs> it did indeed play for Manchester United. Do you want any more? Was that <laughs> all we get? Well, he, he had his moments. Uh, he looked good. <laughs> I'm not convinced. I was trying he to remember. Did he, was he on the bench? <laughs> was was he on the bench for the? Um, uh, 99 Champions League, or am I completely Im- imagining that? Well, according according to Wikipedia, though, in 1999, he went on loan to Celta Vigo. So was he there? Oh, 
I thought he was, but maybe I'm wrong. I, I think I might be. Yeah, absolutely. Get it. Friday night tonight, though. Bear in mind, it was May '99, wasn't it, when they were uh, in the Champions League? Unless I'm getting him mixed up. Remember Blomqvist played for United in that final. So, according according to this, he has a UEFA Champions League medal for the 1998-99 season, but he does not have the Premier League title medal in that season, and he does not have the FA Cup medal in that season. So, although United won the treble... He only won one of those medals, which oh, is interesting. Go. Didn't you have to, back in those days, you had to play at least, was it 10 games or something in the Premier League? They've changed it now. I don't know, but Eden Hazard Basically, just won a Champions League medal while only yeah, playing 86 yeah. minutes. So the, the substitute bench for the final was Teddy Sheringham, Oligan Solskjaer, Raymond van der Gaal, David May, Philip Neville, Wes Brown and Jonathan Greening. God. <laughs> How did that team <laughs> win? <laughs> Jordi Cruyff, not, not the best. But his dad, one of the best players of all time. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. It is, it is a shame for, for Johan Cruyff that he, he will lose. his will fade into memory now as everyone remembers his turn as the Hal Robson Carney turn instead. <laughs> <laughs> Because it, it was called the Cruyff turn before before he ever did it, you know. It's just a, an amazing coincidence <laughs> that he managed to do that. Is that true? No, it's not true. Come on, man. <laughs> what weird joke. Was it the 74 World Cup? I just have to practice it a lot to actually live up to it. <laughs> was it. Am I right in saying, Glenn, it was a 74 World Cup? Yeah, Dutch team and total football. It was, wasn't it? Was it? it was 74, wasn't it? Uh, when I think they lost it was to Germany. They played. Can't remember. I know they played Germany. I'm sure they played Germany. They lost 2 1, didn't they? They gave 2 Germany yeah. in the final. I can't remember. Either. I was only twelve. It's outstanding with me. Hello, I know. I was younger than that. Got a dinosaur ages, that isn't it? I don't remember that personally. <laughs> yeah, funny enough. He was just world class. He was just um, such a talent. He Sorry. did well at Barcelona, but you know, you can't remember his stint at the Washington Diplomats as well. So. <laughs> What an awful name. Anyway, <laughs> we just had to get that one in there. I'm pretty sure we've spoken about that before. To the top five now, getting to the uh, getting to the the final stage of this this podcast here. So number five, we have Marzino. Marzino being a uh, Brazilian World Cup winner in 1994. He also won the Copa America in 1989. Runner up in 1991. And also got a silver medal in the Seoul Olympic Games. Oh. What sport for, Dad? Say again. What sport are you doing that in? Well, football, I would suggest. Yeah, you, <laughs> you passed the test. You're smarter than Jared. You, I was gonna say yeah. I was gonna say you laugh at that, but Jared asked what JJ Okocha won a gold medal in the Olympics for. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So, uh, Mazzino, very good player in, uh, in his own right. Amazing stat for him. Only 35 caps for Brazil, but won a Copa America and a World Cup in that stint. But, but again, it's going back to during that age, they didn't play internationals or they do like they do now, did they? I don't remember, honestly. No, they didn't. It, 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 they didn't have the international like they have now, did they? This is kind of a cool, a cool stat about Marzino. Is he only scored one more goal in his club career than in his national career? That's ridiculous. He scored 16 goals in 35 games for Brazil and then 17 times in 371 games for the number of teams that he played for. Yeah. So, we've spoken a lot about old Mourinho, but his sons, which you might not know, and I didn't know until about half an hour before this podcast and I googled it, Mourinho's sons are Rafinha... And Thiago Alcantara. So for Rafinha of PSG and Thiago currently of Liverpool, one of Dad's favourite players. Rafinha's a fantastic player. He can just literally change a game, can he? Silky touch. One of the best ball player midfielders in the world. Yeah, yeah he so changed that Champions League so final cheap. really well, didn't he? Oh, it's a bit crutching, that, isn't it? It was a bit harsh, <laughs> considering he, he sat and watched his team lose 5-4 in a home playoff game on the same day. <laughs> Okay, yeah, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. I've not done a great deal this season as well. <laughs> it's all coming out, you bastard. <laughs> right, so Thiago and his, his younger brother Rafinha, both terrific players, came through the ranks at Barcelona, uh, could have played for Brazil, both chose to choose, uh, sorry, Thiago chose Spain, Rafinha tried to play for Brazil, didn't make it, then went to try and go to Spain, didn't work out for him either. Um, Thiago is obviously the better of the two brothers and paired with Mazzino and his achievements in quite a short space of time for Brazil an excellent father-son combo certainly is all the best then I would suggest right so moving away from Thiago, Rafinha and their dad we're going to go on to the fourth place in this team which is the Wrights which is Ian Wright Sean Wright-Phillips and Bradley Wright-Phillips Terrific trio of players, Dif- very different careers for the three of them. Ian Wright, which I didn't realise until I started listening to his podcast, didn't actually get into the professional game until he was like 26. Yeah. So obviously Ian Wright, famous for playing for Crystal Palace, Arsenal, West Ham, went to Forest on loan, played for Celtic and then finished his career at Burnley in the Championship. Got them promoted, then retired. Fair play to him. 239 goals and 501 appearances. Hell of a career for Ian Wright Phillips. Hmm. Ian Wright Phillips, sorry, Ian Wright. Ian Wright. Ian Wright, I was And now his sons, so you've got two choices here, two sons, both ended up playing in the MLS, one more successful than the other. One stuck around in the Premier League for significantly longer than the other. So, who do you think had the better career, Sean Wright Phillips or Bradley Wright Phillips? Well, the fact that I never knew Bradley Wright Phillips, I would say Sean. Sean Wright Phillips. I I was just about to say the same thing in the fact that more people have probably heard of Sean Wright Phillips. As soon as we started this portion of it, I searched Bradley Wright Phillips and his return in the MLS is actually incredible. Like his goal return. Yeah. Let's go for Sean first. So, started his career off at Man City, broke through, diminutive little winger, very similar sort of pace and trickery to his dad. 
quite a short guy as well. Like Ian Wright wasn't the tallest player. I, I seem to recall. Is that right? Is that right, Dads? Was he not that tall? I think they're they're, both, they're all small, aren't they? Really? Yeah, you walk on the six footer. Go that way. And here, folks, if you're not six foot, you're small, according to that. <laughs> There's only one person in this podcast that's not six foot as well. <laughs> Sorry, Glenn. <laughs> so, short Phillips, Man City, Chelsea, back to Man City, then to QPR, then to New York Red Bulls, and then finished his career at New York Rising FC. 36 caps for England, six goals for England. Rising. Pretty good career. We're old Sean there. And then his brother, this is what I find incredible, Bradley Wright Phillips, played for Manchester City, Southampton quite a few times, didn't score many goals, then bounced around a little bit, Plymouth, Charlton, Brentford, and then, as George mentioned, goes to New York Red Bulls and scores 108 goals in 195 games. You can't, uh, you can't do yeah. that, can you? I, even if it is a what you would consider a lesser league, that's a pretty, pretty astonishing return. The only thing I would say is yeah, Sean Wright Phillips had international caps where Bradley Wright Phillips didn't. He's got five under 20 caps. I don't think that counts as an actual international yeah, you're right. What I like about Sean, uh, sorry, Bradley Wright Phillips' career is uh, much like a lot of American sports where a legend of the club retires. He got given a one-day contract for the New York Red Bull so he could retire as a New York Red Bull. <laughs> nice. That's an American Did he actually thing play? to do, isn't it? No, he made zero appearances. He just, he just signed for a day so he could retire officially as a New York Red Bull. <laughs> I think a testament Fair to enough. his Fair career enough. as a new in, in New York and in the MLS is that he is regarded as the best New York Red Bull ever considering that Thierry Henry played for the New York Red Bulls. I was going to say. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Not in his not in his prime, though. I guess. Not not. I'm not saying he's a better player than Thierry Henry, but hell. But for for the New York Red Bulls. No, no. Absolutely is. Did the New York he's Red a, Bulls yeah. they a new team or did they come over because they used to be the New York Cosmos uh, a long time ago? Or are they still a thing? Uh, no, I think they're still a thing. They're not in the MLS though. Because I remember who famously played for New York Cosmos. Come on, George, do you know this? Should I? Your dad's, your dad's mouthing it to you. Oh, I thought you were saying my dad balls. played for New York Cosmos then. <laughs> that looks like me. Oh, Pella. <laughs> Glenn Thomas, famous goalkeeper for the New York Cosmos. <laughs> <laughs> it's Pele. Pele played for the Cosmos. Yeah, i just seen that. So New York Red Bull were founded in 1994. So they're as old as me. All right, so we move forward into the next one. A Another English duo. A very unique pairing, this one. You've got Frank Lampard and Frank Lampard. Frank Lampard Senior. That's <laughs> the clarification. I didn't just name the same person twice. <laughs> which, which was which? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Frank Lampard is the left back and Frank Lampard is the attacking midfielder, central midfielder. So yeah. obviously Frank Lampard senior, me and George can say nothing about 
other than that he's Frank Lampard Jr.'s dad. So <laughs> can you elaborate a little bit on his career there? A very hard player, I would say. Do you agree with that, Glenn? Yeah, uh, long hair. Jolly defensive Frank Jr. He had long hair, uh, very, very feisty. And, and, and to be fair, he was a really good uh, professional footballer. You know, he, he was. What he called, he got all fashion pro, wasn't he? It was uh, played in a, a good West Ham team at the time as well, wasn't he? With people like yeah. Billy Bonds, wasn't he there then? Oh, yeah, yeah. They were a yeah. decent team. Trying to get lots of there at the time. He was in the 80s, I think, wasn't he? He played 551 times for West Ham yeah. between 1967 and 1985. I didn't realize you were in the 70s then. Yeah. He retired at South End. He did one season at South End. Yeah, so with with old Frank Lampard Senior, obviously has a very famous son yeah. in Frank Lampard Junior. Probably Chelsea's best ever player. Yeah. They're top they're all time leading goal scorer. Go on, Glenn, who do you reckon? Say again. I think I think you're right with the best Chelsea player. Ooh. Who do you think is Chelsea's best player, mm-hmm. not Frank Lampard? Well, I can think of a couple of names you guys wouldn't uh, wouldn't remember. People like uh, Alan Hudson. Hard as hell. England international play for Didn't Chelsea. Did he play right back for Villa? Uh, no, no, I don't Peter, think so. Peter Osgood? Peter Osgood, centre forward, yeah. Um, the cat, Peter Bonetti. <laughs> That's gone back a few years, isn't it? This is the 70s. I think he was a goalkeeper who lost, uh, got England knocked out of the World Cup in 1970 because uh, he came in instead of Gordon Banks. England were beating uh, West Germany, it was then 2 0, and they came back and beat them 3 2 with Gerd Muller scoring the winning goal. And it was Peter Panetti in goal. Wow. There you go. A little bit of history for you. Bit of nostalgia, eh? You're getting it. In fact, Glenn, I've still got the tokens upstairs for the World Cup thing. Oh, well, the ones, were they? <laughs> yeah, the ones, yeah. yeah. <laughs> George, say something. Say something recent, George. We need to bring it back. <laughs> Frank Lampard's the best Chelsea player. <laughs> there you go. He might be the best Chelsea he won player. A Champions but he League with the best Chelsea manager. Oh God, yeah, yeah I agree with that. Anyone, was he? <laughs> <laughs> interesting fact then about Harry Redknapp. And Jamie Redknapp on the connection with Frank Lampard's uh, family. So basically, the the Frank Frank Lampard Senior was married to um, Harry Redknapp's wife's sister. So the two wives were sisters, or are sisters. That's what the connection is. So you've got two sort of famous footballing duets here, if you like. Harry Redknapp, senior, sorry, Harry Redknapp and Jamie. And then obviously you got the two Franks. So, a, a dynasty. Dynasty. So, Harry and Frank well, then weren't directly Frank related. No, no. So, it's the, t- the sisters, the wives yeah. that, are, that are sisters. I thought you were looking at a, a formation there, but it's actually a family tree. It's a family tree. But though it is in a 4 4 2 formation. <laughs> I like how they've done that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. It genuinely isn't a 4 4 Anyway. That's a motley crew, though, isn't it? 
Yeah, fair play. Frank, how Harry Redknapp produced Jamie Redknapp, I'll never know. How how did he, <laughs> looking like that, make Jamie Redknapp? <laughs> Something's got sketchy going on there. Sorry, Harry. Back onto Frankie, Super Frank Lampard. Uh, one of the best English midfielders of all time. Could never form a partnership with the actual best midfielder of all time, but there you go. Uh, so, what, Paul Scholes? Yeah, there you go. Uh, I actually meant uh, Mark Noble. Oh, yeah. So, Frank Lampard, 106 caps for England, 29 goals. Uh, obviously played for some massive clubs. West Ham, Swansea on loan, didn't know that. Chelsea, Man City, New York City FC. Uh, and then, obviously, he's now gone on to manage, or, well, pretend to manage. Um, and there's always some fantastic, fantastic memes of Frank Lampard, where he sounds really cheerful. And then he just suddenly goes back to serious. He's like, yeah, 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 great game. We're going to get relegated, though. Yeah, love it, love it. We weren't very good, though. Like, just all, all the time, he does it every game. I remember his argument with Klopp on the side of the pitch as well. I think the most famous thing he's done as a manager was uh, when he was manager of Derby County, the year that Leeds got promoted. And Frank Lampard was very upset about Spygate. So... When Derby won, <laughs> he was doing this to the crowd. But before that, um, the Leeds fans had come up with a chant of Stop crying, Frank Lampard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, uh, I mean, he's a great player, but I hate Frank Lampard. If you're listening, Frank, I'm not sorry. Anyway, let's move on to the next one. <laughs> okay, um... Possibly my favourite one in this in this list. We're going on to second place in this list, and it is the Schmeichels, Peter and Casper. We've seen Casper Schmeichel on Old Trafford's pitch with his dad when they won the Premier League, I believe. It was yeah. at the time. Well, and then Casper times. Schmeichel went on to win the years. Premier League himself. Yeah. And then Casper Schmeichel went on to win the Premier League himself with Leicester City in one of the biggest shocks in the Premier League. So I feel like this one is a very, very good choice. Yeah, this this one is where the, they're actually very evenly matched in terms of ability. Obviously, Peter mm. Petter had the best career, I would say. Obviously, he won a lot with United, won the Euros with Denmark. We've spoken about him before at length in his younger days. Um, obviously, a terrific shot stopper. Big presence in the box. Great, great goalkeeper. And then Casper falls in his footsteps. I'm not saying that he's as good as Petr Schmeichel. I don't think he is, but he's not far off. He's been a terrific goalkeeper for Leicester. Obviously played for City a little bit, but massive, massive presence for Leicester uh, all through their rise from the lower leagues up into the champions of the Premier League. Incredible turn of events. He was there every step of the way. Denmark, he's played a lot of caps for Denmark. And was there when they got to the semis. Um, very famously had a go at England English media, which I enjoyed massively. So uh, good old good old Casper, but yeah, a great father son duo. Who do you think is the better keeper? I would say Peter. Peter, yeah, a far a far better, bigger presence. He was a big guy, wasn't he? Well, he's a big guy. Um, but yeah, the, the overall on the pitch presence. You know, he controlled the defence. Well, he controlled the whole team, I would suggest, because he was he was that, that much of a presence. Um, and, you know, to be fair, he, he was in one of the best sides that United have had in a long time, wasn't he? 
you know, at that time where well, they, they just won everything, didn't they? You know, uh, unfortunately, arguably but, their best side. Um, yeah, but, you know, we, yeah. Oh, he was he, he was one of a you know a fantastic squad that was around at that time. Has there ever been a bigger downgrade from Petr Schmeichel to Fabian Barthez? <laughs> <laughs> Mean downgrade in size or ability? Who was who was the guy United had? Was it after Smytle, the Italian who came in? He played in the I know the one you mean. I I can't think of his name. He was he was awful. Was it straight after Smytle or was it? And they had, uh, what's his name, Bosnich, the, uh, like... the Australian, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. I feel like following Schmeichel is not the easiest job, is it? No. Well, Casper's done a pretty good job. He's lived up to his family name massively. Some yeah, huge definitely. Period, some huge saves for him in the Premier League. One of the best shot stoppers the Premier League still has now at age 35. Um, he's actually, I, to be fair, I, I don't remember... I know this sounds really stupid, but I don't remember him being that old. No. For some reason, in my head, he's always young, and then you yeah, look, yeah. oh, he's yeah. 35. Yeah. So, obviously, Peter's going to be getting older. I think one of the most wholesome moments of, uh, well, this father-son episode that we could talk about is, uh, I can't remember what game it was, but it was in the Euros when Denmark were playing, and Cash Michael made a massive double save in extra time. It might have even been the World Cup. But... Cash was doing this massive double save and then in the stands you just see Petr Schmeichel at the top just going absolutely mad for Casper making a huge save and I think that's really nice it's really good yeah. yeah, reminds yeah, me of really in the days George when we made one sideways pass and these guys went mad <laughs> alright well this brings us on to our last choice the best father-son combination and this one is a triple whammy so we've got grandfather father and son all now as of last week Winners of the Serie A title it is, of course, the Maldini dynasty. So you've got Cesar Maldini, you've got Paolo Maldini, and now you have the latest one, Daniel Maldini. Well, if I can remember back to my uh, my uh, stints on this previously, one of my players was Paolo Maldini in my uh, in my team. Yeah, he he is now officially the most selected player on this podcast. <laughs> okay. He is. You can see why, can't you? And obviously, it's a strange that's going to follow on, isn't it? You know, starting off with his dad and then him and then his son, which is uh, quite impressive, isn't it? So, I just looking at uh, Paolo Mindini's uh, Wikipedia. It's a, quite a big page, really. <laughs> yeah, the honours bit is insane. What's a little bit insane is that his dad was born in 1934. 32, sorry. So, Cesar Maldini won the Serie A title four times in the 1950s. Paolo Maldini won the Serie A title seven times from the 80s through to the 2000s. And then Daniel Maldini won it last week. <laughs> I think what I find really funny about this this trio, this dynasty of the, uh, the Maldinis, Cesar and Paolo both renowned for their defensive capabilities, really imposing figures, captains, leading the team from the back. And then Daniel went, mm, I fancy being an attacking midfielder, so I'm going to ignore everything that you guys did. I'm going to go as far away as you as I possibly can and become an attacking midfielder. 
So Daniel Maldini is obviously, well, now playing for AC Milan. Uh, he doesn't play very often. He's only made 15 appearances, but he was in the squad this year uh, and has now won the Serie A title to emulate his father and his grandfather, which is very rare in the game of football or any sport, really. So an incredible achievement for the Maldini family. Yeah, I mean, you can't argue with, with the talent and with the, and with the achievements. Like, Imagine if they had a shared sh- trophy cabinet between the three of them. The East Wing. Maldini Manor just filled to the brim with trophies, and then Daniel comes in. I've got one more. Yeah, that's all right, Daniel. Just put yours on the side next to my 10. Nice one. Find some space between my Champions League trophies if you can. Yeah, I like to think that Paolo Maldini's a bit of a um, a harsh father where he's like, I've just won the Serie A, and he's like, hmm. You know, you need to win a few more first. Pipe down. <laughs> he's only young though, isn't he, Daniel? Yeah, he's yeah, 20 he's years old. 20. It is time. Yeah. Maldini has the second most appearances in the Paolo Maldini now in the uh, Serie A. Beaten by one player. Who do you reckon that is? Oh. What, Buffon. Yep. Chiellini. Ah, oh, it is Buffon. Yep. Still got it. Just, mate. By 10 games, yeah, Buffon. <laughs> 657 to Maldini, 647. That's impressive seeing as keepers usually have <clears throat> a longer career. Yeah. Yeah, well, Buffon is yeah. currently 44, playing in <laughs> Serie B. That's what I mean. So it's pretty good for Maldini to only be 10 behind. All right, well, there we have it. There is our list, our top 10 fathers and sons combinations. Presented to you by the fathers and sons of Nostalgia FC. <laughs> so we'll run it back. 10 to 1. Um, we're going to sing it. So George, get ready. Warm, get some vocal warmups going. <laughs> Not really going to sing it. Uh, so from 10 to 5. In at 10, we had the Harlands, Erling and Alf. At 9, Danny and Daly Blind. At 8, Patrick and Justin Clivert. At 7, Pedrico and Xabi Alonso. And at six, we had Johan and Jordi Cruyff. And going on to number five, we have Marzino and his sons, Thiago and Rafinha. Uh, Number four, we have the Wrights. So Ian Wright, Bradley Wright-Phillips and Sean Wright-Phillips. And third, we have the two Frank Lampards, senior and junior. At two, we have Kasper Schmeichel and Peter Schmeichel. And at number one, we have the trio of Maldinis who have all won the Serie A. What a top ten. Easy. Yeah. That didn't take us hours at all. So <laughs> no. there was a lot that missed out. Some honourable mentions for you. We'll quickly run them through. So you could have had the Inces, uh, the Zidans, the Turams, the Weyers, the Simeones, Chiesas, Reyners, uh, the Andy Coles. Not, not the Andy Coles, the Coles. <laughs> Uh, the Campbells, the Hadjis, the Klinsmans, the Larsons, the Cloughs, the Rednaps, the Bruces, and the Chamberlains. So a lot of choices, probably that we've missed out as well. I'm the sure there'll be some huge ones we've missed out, but the Dibbles. Yeah, the Dibbles. Yeah. The, Dibbles. the Dibbles. If you've not heard of the Dibbles, fair enough. Offers a Dibble. <laughs> Play for action. <laughs> right, there we go. That brings an end to our Father's Day special. Happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there. Thanks to our fathers for coming on to the podcast and giving us some wisdom once again. <laughs> Thank you very much. So that wraps us up for another week. 
Uh, come back again next week where we might have a guest. We might have uh, some more dads, some mums. Who knows? Maybe our sisters. Who, who knows? We don't. <laughs> Probably none of this. I like things, we're though. just leaning into the fact now that we have no idea what we're doing from here on out. Lucky dip. That's the, that's the pure joy of Nostalgia FC. Thanks again for listening. Uh, remember, you can check us out on all our socials at Nostalgia FC Podcast, or you can drop us an email on nostalgiafcpod at gmail.com. Yes. Now remember, you can email us ideas for challenges, uh, ideas for guests. Uh, you can tell George, George how young he looks without his beard. Uh, <laughs> it's a mistake, okay? Join us again next week for whatever we're going to put out there. This was Nostalgia FC Podcast with me, Drew. Me, George. Me, Chris. And me, Glenn. That was our Father's Day special. And what a list it was. And what a list it was. <laughs> if I told you that in advance, you wouldn't do it. So I'll stitch you up now. Wrote it down. It's one sentence. You'd be all right. Well, good evening, and welcome back to the Salder FC for a Father's Day special. You're taking the whole thing. <laughs> I'm Chris. Drew's dad. I'm Mrs. I, you've played the road. I was just going to say the same thing again. <laughs> Right, so all you have to say, and don't worry if it's not in line because I can edit this all together, don't worry. What you have to say is Hello and welcome back to Nostalgia FC. Right. With your hosts, me, Chris, and then Glenn will say me, Glenn. Say it back to me. Welcome back to Nostalgia FC with me with Chris as a host. Oh me. <laughs> <laughs> well, perfect. Now-